Welcome to the Expert Ownership Podcast, where we launch faith-filled entrepreneurs into greater freedom and success. Billy Graham once said that the next great move of God, he believed, would be among Christians in the marketplace. We believe that too. We want to be a part of it, and we want to help equip and inspire you to do the same. So please follow us on socials at Expert Ownership. If you haven't been to our website yet, check it out, expertownership.com. But we are excited about what God is going to speak through us to you today. Here we go. Welcome back to the Expert Ownership Podcast. This is 2022, our very first episode of the new year. Can you good, believe it? Good job, Larry. You made it through 2021. Larry I'm so Bear. proud of you. We did. We made it through 21, and it was a tumultuous year, but we're good. We're feeling good. We got a lot of good stuff ahead of us. Yep. And today, we're going to talk about a topic that I think is maybe the perfect topic going into the new year. I can't think of anything better than to talk about how in the world are we supposed to actually hear from God? You know, we hear people all the time say yeah. things like, well, God said, or God gave me a word. And it's so funny, we just generally kind of receive that like it's normal, but I think there are a lot of questions from a lot of people, even people who've been walking with the Lord for a long time. Okay, what exactly does that look like? So we're going to talk a little bit about what that looks like, how God speaks to us, because if you're going to go into 22 and see new things, you probably need to try some new stuff this year, Yes, including maybe listening to God in a new way. Yeah, exactly. So that's our plan. And by the way, before we jump in, let me say this. Today's episode is brought to you by CHM, Christian Healthcare Ministry. We love those dudes. Oh, yeah, we, we love do. them a ton. But there's more than just dudes there. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> dudettes. We also love the dudes. Yeah, we yeah. love the dudes and yeah. the dudettes. But they've been such a blessing to our family. Yeah. And Almost 20 years. Explain. Health cost sharing. The, instead of uh, the standard insurance nightmare fiasco that insurance is and can be in our healthcare their health need medical need sharing ministry. Larry wanted you to explain how they are such a blessing to our family because they have taken such good care of us. Multiple babies, multiple babies, multiple ACLs, multiple stitches, multiple broken bones, all covered fully and easy and simple. It's been amazing. And, and a colonoscopy and needless to say, they don't like us anymore because I've, you know, me, Jason, I've had too many knee surgeries. Oh, they love us. Jason somehow <laughs> finds a way to bring it back to the colonoscopy. I know, the I colonoscopy. Know, Just stop yeah. this. 22 is a new year for you. Let's right. cut it out. Less colon talk in 22. Amen. Okay. But if we you can make to, that happen. If you want to find out more, especially if you're a small business owner or a business owner in general, expertownership.com slash CHM to learn more, to figure out if CHM is a good option for you going to the new year when you're talking through your health care needs as a business owner. Yes. All right, let's jump in. So let me just start with a big overarching question. How do you even hear from God? Let me just throw that out there and let's start. Um, okay. Wait, hold on real quick. Let me say this real quick as a preface. So in 2022, I guess I'm just going to I'm gonna put it out there because then it'll make me be accountable to it. Uh, my goal, this is Jason, is to go through our business journal that we kept. We kept a business journal for almost 20 years of what God was doing and saying for us specific in our business and the times when we applied it, the times that we didn't, and then how it all worked out and literally a, a 20 years. So I had about 135,000 words written. I've already got it down to about 95,000. People so, don't even know what 135,000 okay, words that's is. The like, average book is like 50. A big book might be 50,000 words. 50,000 words. That's right. So it's like three books. Yeah. 
is way too much. So I'm trimming it down, but I'm going through it. But now as I'm going through it and I'm reading about all these things, it's reminding me of how God spoke to us when we were running our business. We literally, and, and the way that God speaks, you know, obviously I would say it starts with purity. The easiest way for you to not hear God is for you to have something in your life that's not under his blood. Well, in Matthew 5, Jesus said, by the way, that was Jason, now it's David. Matthew 5, Jesus said, blessed are those who are pure in spirit, right? They're, they're the pure of heart, for they will see God. So talk about this a little bit, because I think people overlook the fact that who we are, the character that we bring to God does matter in terms of our ability to hear from him clearly. Yes, 100%. The Lord, it says, the eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous. His ears are attentive to their prayer. The key is righteous. Now, not to get too theological here, since this is a marketplace thing, but it's theology is really important. Righteousness is both imputed and imparted. It's imputed to your spirit, because it says that Jesus, who knew no sin, became sin, that we might become the righteousness of God. In other words, when you confess Jesus as Lord and confess your sins, it says that you become, like in your spirit, you become the righteousness of God. That's amazing. What a miracle. However... Righteousness is also imparted on a daily basis where you die to yourself, your sin nature, your flesh, right? So when you have Christ, you have the spirit of the law of life that's inside of you through the Holy Spirit, but you also at the same time have the spirit of death, the law of death in your sin nature. They both exist at the same time. The key is just like flight overcomes gravity, the law of flight is greater than the law of gravity. It's walking by faith, righteously saying no to the flesh, yes to character, yes to righteousness, yes to truth. When you do that, the Lord says his eyes are toward you and his ears are attentive to your prayer. In other words, be pure, right? Be holy as I am holy, Scripture says. And if you mess up, repent. Yeah, just repent. Do what King David did. Look, he's a man after God's own heart, adulterer and a murderer, and yet God says he's a man after my own heart because he repented fast. He was a quick sinner but a quick repenter. He didn't justify his sin, but he walked away from his sin. That's the key. So purity would be number one. Uh, That's how we've seen it in our own business. Jason and I, one of our first things we did at the very beginning of our company, our first company, was we said, is there any sin in our lives? Is there anything that would displease the Lord or that would prevent the Lord from blessing our business? And so we had to be very open with each other. And it's interesting because Alex and Stephen Kendrick, the famous Christian movie producers, are friends of ours. In their first several movies, they would always ask the same question to people that were going to act or work for them in their movies. They would say, is there anything in your life that would prevent God from blessing this movie by having you a part of this? Now, that's, that's pretty hard to ask. That's big. I know it's big, but we have to ask that of ourselves. So it, it starts with purity. The second thing, and I know Jason would probably concur here, but it, it's you have to wait on the Lord. It's pace, right? It's patience. You, you have to wait. You can't rush. You, you know, we live in a microwave society, but God is a crockpot God. Yes. You know, he bakes it slow, and that's the way that God works. And, and so when we see in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31, it says, those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They will not... They shall run and not be weary, walk and not faint. It's interesting because God doesn't give us the wings of a hummingbird. He gives us the wings of an eagle when we wait on him, which means he will set up circumstances. He will set up things in your life to where it's very easy to hear him. Now, of course, I missed the whole word, 
I should have said word before wait, but I'm going to get to word in just a minute. But anyway, so while we're waiting on the Lord, even in Isaiah chapter 30, verse 18, it says, therefore the Lord waits to be gracious to you, and therefore he exalts himself to show mercy to you. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all those who wait for him. Now, what happens when you wait for the Lord? It says this, verse 19, for a people shall dwell in Zion and Jerusalem. You'll weep no more. He will surely be gracious to you at the sound of your cry. In other words, he hears you. As soon as he hears it, he answers you. And though the Lord gives you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, that's we, we go through hard times. Right. Right? He says, yet your teacher will not hide himself anymore, but your eyes shall see your teacher and your ears will hear a word whisper behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. That's one of the first that verses is... I was ever given when I graduated from high school to go into college that the guy who led me to Christ gave me that verse, and I thought, that's incredible. Isn't that amazing? Yes. So so it's 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 purity, and then you're waiting on God, but while you're waiting on God, you're in his word. That's that right. is the key. You cannot hear from the Lord apart from his word. It has to, the scripture teaches us, the Apostle Paul says, it must richly dwell in you. Yes. You have to be in the word of God. Because God has already spoken, and he will speak to your heart because the Holy Spirit is alive. But His the word of God is living and active, and it's sharper than any two-edged sword, and it pierces and divides soul and spirit, which, which means your mind, your will, and your emotions, which is the soul. That's your mind, your will, and your emotions. You can actually, the spirit of God can speak to those, and he does it through his word. So those would be the first three steps, purity, waiting, and in the word. What would you say, Jason? Well, I was going to say something, and then you interrupted me, and now I've completely forgotten the direction that I was going, but thank you for that. It was good. I do think that we have to recognize that God wants to speak. Yes. And that we have to come with expectation that he will speak, and then you have to recognize his voice when he does speak. And we've seen this happen because we do this in our business, listening prayer, and then we teach people in expert ownership how to do listening prayer. It's in our book, in one of our seminars that we did. You remember this, Larry, workshop? We let we always on the first, you know, on the the beginning of the day, we'll lead people through listening prayer for 30, 45 minutes and then let people talk. Which ends up being one of the highlights of the entire day. We're talking uh, about yeah. business tactics and strategy, and they always go back to, hey, that listening prayer. Uh-huh. And you realize, wow, this isn't a common practice for people. This is not yeah. something that people do on a regular basis. And we should. And it's a it's what we call page two of our two page business plan. Your page one is your one pager where you got your strategies, tactics, vision, mission, that type of stuff. But on page two is only two words. It's listening prayer. It's like your business partner, God, who's the majority owner, and he's given you managing partner the tag, and he wants to speak to you and he wants to tell you things, but you're gonna have to listen to him. So and as we guide people in our book and we guide people through the in these seminars when we do it, we're like, take out a blank piece of paper and a pen. We're going to put on some really good worship music without words, specifically William Augusto. He's great. We love Willie. And we let him play and let God speak to you and have an expectation that he will. And every single time we're sitting there, we're watching people, you know, we're praying and listening through this listening prayer exercise. We're watching people and they're writing. They're just writing stuff. And one guy in particular told us, he said, you know, I've never done this before. I've never even thought, you know, God really speaks to people. And and you guys said God is going to speak. And so I had my blank paper and I wasn't expecting anything. And now I got a whole page full of notes. Well, when you come expectant, God will show up. That's right. If you seek him, he's going to speak to you. But you have to wait on him. And waiting has two components. 
There's the state of waiting and the service of waiting. The state of waiting is, I will wait, just like if you show up at a restaurant and somebody says that they're going to meet you there and you show up at that restaurant, you wait. You wait until they show up. And depending on how important they are, depends on how long you wait, right? But you're waiting. So that's the state of waiting. It's like, I'm waiting for God to speak. And God, I know you will speak. But then you've got the service of waiting, like a waiter at a restaurant, a server, right? The, the server's not over there on his cell phone dealing with his business. Sometimes they are. Right. Well, they shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. The server is consistently looking at your table, considering what you need, and waiting on your needs. And that's what we do with God. It's like we've got the state of waiting, which we're waiting for him, but then we've got the service, which when he speaks, then we do what he speaks. We do it. So David and I, I'll, I'll give you one real quick. November 5th, 2009. And this is from? Our business prayer journal, okay? God laid it on our hearts this morning to write checks to our employees. We feel strongly that we can't go out and give to the whole world while our own people sometimes struggle with paying their own mortgages. So let's start with our own employees. Well, how much are we supposed to give? So then David and I, and this is a little sidelight, we looked at our accounts and we're like, okay, I think we can divvy up about $60,000. So we took $60,000 and divvied up amongst our employees. Okay, so it was just a practical thing. Right. It wasn't like God was saying this specific one you write for this check for this person or anything like that. We just got practical after God said, you know, do it and put it on our hearts to do it. So I had one of my employees came up to us afterwards when she opened the check and everybody was crying in the building. At least the women were. What about David? David, no. It was exciting. Tears of joy. Tears of joy. <laughs> you know, David's not a crier. He's a snarter. I've seen him cry basically when he's laughing hard. Yeah. <laughs> but it's true. You didn't let me know ex- what snart. Sneeze fart. Oh, come <laughs> That's on. what he does. Colon talk. It's so back. Jason, Colon, okay, so, sorry about back. that. All right. Now, I'm going to get back to spiritual again. Please do. So one of our employees came up to us the next day and said, God is so amazing. Thank you for being faithful. Actually, she wrote us an email. Thank you for being faithful. In the big things and the small things, just last week, my husband and I felt the Lord tell us to give away the whole check that he had received from a church a few weeks back, because he was in, he was a speaker. We didn't have enough money for our rent that month, so it was extremely difficult to do, but we went ahead and did it. The check you gave us was the exact same amount of money we gave away last week. Awesome. Insert crying here. Awesome. <laughs> so she, but now that's what we're talking about. Yes. Our business partner, God, who's the who's the majority owner, wanted to tell us that, and it wasn't until we got quiet in a state of waiting, and then when he told us what to do, we went into the service of waiting, right? And that testimony. Now we have it forever, and now you have it. Yeah. yeah. So the the root word for waiter, or it's just the the root of is attendant or watchman. Yes. You, know, you think about it. We used to call servers at restaurants waiters. That's right. Waiters and waitress. So you're actually like paying attention to what are the needs, and then fulfilling those needs. Well, what we do is we pay attention to what God's desires are in the earth, and for our family, and for our relationships, and for our business. And then we satisfy them, exactly as the Lord lays on our head, uh, you know, lays it on our hearts. That's exactly right. Remember that old Henry Blackaby study, experiencing God. Mm-hmm. He's got yes. this this thesis in it that says, instead of figuring out what God wants you to do, why don't you pay attention to what He's doing and go join Him? Oh, that's good. Which I thought was incredible. And then that's he's good. he's got his whole take too on what it means to hear from God. He'll say, and I think we've already alluded to all of these things. The four major areas are one: get get in prayer, just 
commune with God, spend some time. Sometimes this is just listening to the Holy Spirit speaking directly to you, get into his word, look at your circumstances around you, mm-hmm. and then pay attention to the counsel of trusted people who are speaking into your life. Now, yes. again, all of those things have to be run through God's filter because there are times where, I mean, I can think of a specific time because if, you know, for those of you listening, you may not know a little bit of this background. I, 45 today at the recording of this podcast, not today, but 45 currently. I was about to scream happy birthday. By the way, that's Larry Hubatka, by the way. Don't get confused that his voice might sound like Jason's or might sound like David's. It's not as silky smooth as yours. <laughs> yours is more buttery. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. A little like more mel- like melted kind of, butter. Kind of caffeinated or okay, something. Okay, so at so Chris. Come on, Jason. So, He's 45 today. So started in the general market, right, working for an agency, spent about 10 years pastoring at a church, and then back in the general market today. Obviously, we're working together, building things out with expert ownership. Well, I remember one time pastoring, it was after a service, I'm out in the lobby and I'm talking to a woman. And this woman is probably, let's just say she's 40 years old. She comes up and chats with me and said, hey, I want you to um, know it was really moving what I heard in church today. And you know, I'd love to talk to somebody about, you know, not her words, but basically like, mm-hmm. what do I do now? And I remember I, I kind of took her and politely, respectfully, I guided her to somebody on the team. And I said, hey, I want you to, you know, chat with this lady. Let's say her name was Susan or something. I want you to chat with Susan. And... um they chatted with her, and then they came back and gave me a report a little bit later and said, hey, you just want you to know, you know, Susan and I were talking for a little while. I prayed. Uh, she received Christ. It was incredible. Wow. And I felt like God said to me in that moment, hey, don't forget, sometimes when those people come up to you, those people are for you. Uh-huh. That one was for you. And it wasn't for me like I needed it. It was, mm-hmm. I have somebody for you specifically because I want you to do the work. I want you to be the one that speaks into this person's life. I want you to be the one that prays for this person. And when we're talking about listening prayer, I think it's really interesting that a lot of people are going to come up with, let's just say, their list of what they think God is speaking to them, and then they'll filter it through some sort of kind of practical filter that says, yeah, I don't, I don't know, that doesn't seem to make sense. But we have to be either aware of what God's Word says, we have to be sensitive to His Spirit, and realize that some of the things God's giving to us, not because they make the most sense, but because He's saying, that one's for you. And I think with our businesses, so in 22, this is going to be a charge for everybody listening to this podcast. What do you need to be writing down as you're hearing mm-hmm. from God and saying, God, is that one for me? And the only way to know with certainty, if that one's for you is one, you still have to live a life that requires faith, which means you have to make a step. You got to take that that leap and say, okay, I think that one is for me because it's aligned with his word. It doesn't violate his principles or his promises. Mm-hmm. Okay, God, I'm going to do that. I'm going to step out in faith. And then let's see what God does in your business in 22. Because for some people, it might be make the hire, terminate somebody, or if you want to be Christian about it, you can say redirect them or <laughs> reposition them or reallocate them. But sometimes you just got to fire people. Yeah. But maybe you need to open up a new line or, or launch a new product or go a different direction or pivot your business. And it might look a little different than it's always looked or you always imagined it was going to look. And I think this is the power of listening to God. When God gives you a direction or a mandate, the more we can listen and just respond, the more likely we're going to align with his John 10, 10 vision for our life, which is, hey guys, life to the full. That's what I have for you, but you got to listen to me. Yeah. And you know, it's God's voice when you can't always explain how you heard it, right? It's like, so somebody can come up to me and say, how do you know when Tori has told you to do something outside of her verbally saying, Jason, I need you to do this. Like when we go to a, a party or whatever, and I know it's, you know, I look over at her and she can give me a particular type of look and I know it's time to go home. She just communicated that to me. Now, I can't go to you, Larry, and and explain to you how I knew Tori was ready. Like, you have to have time. Yes. That relationship has to be deep, 
right? So you can hear God speak, and yes, he does speak through dreams. I believe he speaks through visions. He speaks through other people. He speaks in, in lots of different ways. But if you want to hear that still, still, still small voice, he's like, you really need to go deep with me to a point where you don't even have to ask me certain things, and you're just going to hear it, right? And then you, it's like God, God told me. You know, like some, I get nervous when I hear people say that, you know, and it's, it's just one of those, well, if God told you going hand in hand with what you said, it's not going to go against God's logos word. You know, God's rhema word is that specific word for you, but it's not going to go against God's logos word, which is the Bible. It's not going to go against one of those principles, but the deeper you go with God, the more you can hear his voice. And, and as you're writing things down expectantly, one of the ways that you know that God has spoken to you is, is oftentimes it carries a little degree of difficulty, but it leads to greater freedom, and relationships typically draw closer at the end of it, right? Good. Yeah, that's exactly right. So you've got some of that going on. It's like, it's not always going to be easy. It's actually most of the time going to be a little difficult. It might be really difficult. It might be a little, like when God spoke to David and I and told us to write those checks to our employees. I mean, that's, that's not an easy thing to do. But it led to greater freedom because when we're writing the checks, we felt free. It's like, man, all oh, this feels good. And and oftentimes the way that God wants you to be free from the love of money is to give it. And in the act of giving it, now all of a sudden you feel free. And you're like, oh, okay, that was totally worth it. And what what was the result? The result was relationships yes. were strengthened. I love that. That's a pretty good episode to kick the year off. I like it. <laughs> I'm feeling 22. This is going to be a good year for everybody. Yeah, and it's Proverbs chapter 3. I mean, if you're looking just for methods before mindsets yes. in the marketplace as a kingdom believer, you'll never get there that way. you got to get your mindset first. Proverbs 3, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. So and he'll direct your paths and he'll speak to your heart. You That's can right. see it. Stay in the word, stay pure, stay in a state of waiting and in the service of waiting. Just listen for God. He'll direct you. That's right. All right, own it or loan it. Let's wrap up the first episode of 22 with this. Own it or loan it, New Year's resolutions. New Year's resolutions. Okay, so Jason, I, I, I'm i owning it. I think it's good. I think it's to have New Year's resolutions. Okay. How yeah, about that? I own it so long as you have, they're measurable and uh, you have accountability. That's good. So if your New Year's resolution is, is uh, as we, we've always said, a dream written down as a goal, a goal broken down becomes a plan. And the only way to break down a goal into a plan is to make it measurable. How can you measure what that goal is? And so, um, yeah, I absolutely own New Year's resolutions so long as they can be measured and held accountable. What about you, Lair Bear? I'm going to say yes, but I think most of the time I end up creating New Year's daydreams. Oh, <laughs> I, I like that. Where I feel like, oh, that would be cool. And then to your point, David... I don't always measure it. I feel like that would be really nice, but I got other things to do. I'm moving on. Yeah. So resolutions can be dangerous because they set you up for kind of this false sense of hope. Like I'm going to do this this year. Well, not if you don't actually do this this year. Yeah. I'm 46 (laughs) this year. Jason and I are 46 already. We'll be 47 this year. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to let the second half of my life be a time from a physical standpoint where I just get sicker and fatter. Yeah. Like but to the best call. of my ability. Yeah, that's a good call. Well, and David, hopefully in 2022, he'll get past Dunlap disease because he's had that for the last several years. His <laughs> belly Dunlapped over his belt. That is not so true. Hoping that it he sure feels like it's that, <laughs> but it feels like it's heading that way. So I deliberately hired a uh, nutrition coach. I love that. Yeah. And Use I've resolution. never hired someone like this before, but she keeps me accountable. It's my wife and I together. 
and it's been fantastic. I started it before the new year. Is it true that she blends your food up and feeds it to you? No. That's what I heard. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm always one good sickness away from being right at my game weight. <laughs> All right, on that note, that's our first episode of the year. Don't forget, rate, review, subscribe to the Expert Ownership Podcast. And if you like what you heard, please come back and listen next week. Every Tuesday, new episodes come out. And don't forget, we would love for you to make an impact over just focusing on income, but we sure don't mind if you focus on both. Just get the uh, get the order right. All right, we'll see you next time.